0: Yeah, because now the league is sitting at a healthy, um, we haven't had to use the bottom grazer rule yet. And we're sitting yeah, we
1: at, yeah. Oh, did we? Yeah. At yeah, this January last round? Use it. Yeah, because oh. you did so well.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Um, because now we're sitting at, uh, Riley's still in first place with 28, so we have to get him. And I'm in second place at 27. Eric's third place, 25, and Trevor's in fourth place at 19. So we have had to use the bottom grades rule. I I apologize, yeah. but uh, it's much it's much closer. I think I think we're onto something this time. I don't think it's like quite perfect yet, but yeah, we're uh, we're making progress for sure. We're getting onto something. Right.
2: I, I have a complaint about it. I think that we need to change. But
0: okay, yeah. Well, that's you... that's that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna bring it up or are you just gonna tease us? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we're giving away too many points with the curses. Like
2: I think we were not enough at first, and, and now, now we've given it too many. much. Too many. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so we just got to find that balance point. I think.
0: Sure. Definitely. No, I think you're right because they are really enticing.
2: Yeah. Well, now it's like, oh, four points? Like, I don't, I'll take the four points. I don't
0: care. My deck doesn't search for anything. I'll take four points. I don't (laughs) care.
2: Right? And then, so it's like, that's getting a whole achievement there. Just like, you know,
0: all right. Boom. Done. I don't have to do well. Um, And speaking of the Commander League, I did today pre-order my Zendikar Rising sealed product. And in that sealed product was the two Commander decks. So, and, you know, who knows what's in them. But when Commander Legends comes out in December, we can possibly start another league. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Nice. Whew. So, um... Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start the episode now. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> we apologize. Uh, welcome to uh, Turn 1 Soul Ring. I'm Kevin. Hey, I'm Eric. And I'm Riley. And today on the show, we are going to be uh, revisiting a topic that Eric and I covered a few months ago. Uh, the episode was titled Pet Cards, but with the, re- uh, the recent release of Double Masters and the reprinting of many of our favorite cards, um, we thought it was a good time to revisit this topic. But rather than rehash the same list that Eric and I showcased last year, uh, specifically because when I suggested doing an episode like this again, Eric said, no, if we do pet cards again, I'm just going to do the exact same list. So <laughs> i was like, okay, let's, I'm sorry. We'll have to think of something else. <laughs> So we're going to be talking about some of our new favorites, uh, our new favorite cards of 2020. Just to be clear, these aren't cards that were first printed this year in 2020. These are just cards that we really grew fond of since our Pet Cards episode. And since this is um, a first, uh, essentially, Pet Cards episode for Riley, he has a lot more ammunition to work with. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get to that, uh, Eric, how can listeners get in touch with us?
2: So they can find us over on the old Instagram, at turn one Soul Ring, the podcast. Uh, if you want to send us a direct message, we do have a Gmail account, uh, Turn1SoulRingThePodcast at gmail.com. And then we also have everything going up on YouTube. So you can check us out over on YouTube and type in turn one Soul Ring, the podcast. Uh,
0: the podcast part is important. Actually though, I it's you don't have to type in the podcast anymore because I was going on YouTube and and you know uh, looking up our show as I do sometimes. Uh, I'm a little neurotic like that. And now if you search Turn One Soul Ring, we show up like our videos show up as well as the other gentleman whose channel is just called Turn One Soul Ring. So, if you see our our logo, which is you know, the name of the show and the little soul ring behind it, that's that's our content. So, uh, you know, that's kind of nice. We're making progress.
1: We did it.
0: <laughs> we did it. Yeah, we made we're, it. We're there.
1: <laughs> we made it. We're part of the algorithm now. <laughs> That's
0: right. And uh, you can also find us at patreon.com slash turn one soul ring if you want to have a look at our reward tiers and uh, support us in that way. But just know that listening is a fantastic and adequate way to support us. And uh, honestly, like I've uh, with uh, posting stuff about the uh, vintage cube I put together, I've gotten some. Pretty funny comments on our Instagram account. Uh, the, I I posted some pictures of individual cards, and some guy commented that he was about to comment that the corners looked quote fucked, but then he <laughs> realized that they were proxies and wanted to know where I got them. <laughs> so that that definitely made me laugh out loud. <laughs> it made me lull. <clears throat> <laughs> but. Also lull. known as
1: lol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: but uh, now that the self promotion is out of the way, I I never like that part. We wanted to briefly talk about the massive amount of cards that were banned this past Monday. So we had, what do we got here? August 3, 2020. Uh, Ian Duke, he's at it again. Okay, so standard, (laughs) Wilderness Reclamation, Growth Spiral, Teferi Time Raveler, Cauldron Familiar, All Banned, Pioneer, Inverter of Truth, Kethys, The Hidden Hand, Walking Ballista, and Underworld Breach, Banned, Historic, Wilderness Reclamation, Teferi Time Raveler, Banned, I mean, they're suspended, but come on, and (laughs) Brawl, Teferi Time Raveler, Banned. I you know honestly with this announcement the people I feel the worst for is the people that ha- had the Teferi Time Raveler as a commander in their brawl decks because because no. they're what? They're, ha- they're having what? a tough no. they're having a tough time
1: they're playing Azorius control in brawl so <laughs> I do not have any sympathy for them <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah what do we uh, how do how do you guys feel about these bands?
1: I guess we can talk on standard first yeah.
0: Start at the top.
2: It's good to see these cards get banned. The the one thing, though... Like, like uh, Cauldron Familiar, I understand, because I think that deck is just going to be really powerful as well mm-hmm. uh, if they just left it in there. Right. Um, I think the other reason was kind of weird how it said that it put, like, too many triggers on the stack or something...
0: Right. I yeah it, yeah that that was in the announcement and 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 things like that always give me a pause. Like the, the it's it's sort of the same way. And I hate to kick a dead horse here, but the same way they'll talk about not wanting to reprint Fetchlands for that reason that it makes games take a little bit longer. I I just don't think that, that argument holds water.
2: No, and that's
0: I think that was just
2: an excuse for them to like try and not. People being like, why aren't you printing French lands? Because I mean <laughs> look at Fable Passage. That's a fetch land and they just reprinted it again. Of
0: course. Well, no, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's it's one one type of fetch land, right? So if they reprinted like all Allied colored fetch lands, then you'd have five different versions of the fetch land that you know people would be shuffling that much more in a game of standard. Um, I don't know, playing a game of Canadian Highlander. Like, one thing you notice right off the bat is a lot of people play fetch lands, and there's a lot of shuffling. And similar in Commander, like, if you've seen somebody crack a fetch during their turn and shuffle it and watch the rest of the table wait, like, (laughs) it feels like it takes forever. So...
0: Yeah, Um, but I I think that's more of a player issue rather than a uh, card design or set design issue, because like you can do the courteous thing and just, you know, if if it's a four player game, you know, it's it's Eric, Trevor, Riley and me and and Riley's turn is going to end. And then I'm going to go right after that. I can say on, you know, Eric sitting to the left of me, I'm going to say, okay, Eric, on Riley's end step, I'm going to crack this fetch land. So in case you have any other shenanigans, that's when I'm doing this. And then I'll do it right now and it'll save time. So uh,
1: yeah, it's just a shortcut.
0: Right, right. And, uh, but, but I, I agree with you, like about Fabled Passage in particular, like that's, you know, that's, that's a four of, as opposed to, multiple play sets in a standard deck of fetch lands yeah and even just like i don't know from playing modern i've never really had a issue with them so i don't know and you do just (laughs) it's just something that you get proficient at right you you get you you get good at piloting the deck and knowing what to search for and you know i've even you know uh, heard content creators talk about in their paper decks putting in specific basic lands like you know unstable lands or things like that that are very recognizable so that when they're searching, they can just boom, boom, boom. That's exactly the land that I'm searching for. It doesn't look like any other card, and I'll just pull it out that much faster. And I think that's getting really meta with tutoring for lands, but I don't dislike it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, there's definitely some shortcuts you can take, especially in Commander, um, that save everybody some time. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, in competitive formats, there's the appropriate time to crack a fetch, right you don't want to of do course. it when when your opponent has a window of opportunity to to cast something like remove uh a creature of yours or a permanent of yours that you would otherwise be able to protect with counter magic uh and mm-hmm. you just do it at an inopportune time or you know get stifled out of the game kind of thing yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a modern staple right there <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man okay Anyways, let's, uh, we were talking about standard here. We
0: were talking about standard. Yeah, we went off on a little tangent there.
2: It's, uh, so we, we definitely had the, uh, teamer, not teamer, sorry, Bant, and... Oh, what is blue-green? Simic. Simic, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got the three colors, and I got the two colors.
0: <laughs> Guilds.
2: Uh, they were, they were way too prominent, and finally we get Growth Spire out of here. Mm-hmm. And, um... <laughs> Teferi Time Raveler is about to leave through rotation. And they were like, hey, we'll just do it now. You're welcome. Um, I'm glad that it's gone. But my other problem with this is that they're, everything they cite for the reason of banning this was all the player outcry that has been happening for like a year. Yeah. And <laughs> this is the time that they decide to do it. It's like,
0: yeah, and, cool. And I think that just because like uh, Teferi, Growth Spiral, and Reclamation are all going to rotate out in, um, in about five weeks, uh, with the release of Zendikar rising. And, you know, people have been clamoring about this, getting rid of these cards for the the past while. But I think like the intensity of playing online and not playing paper magic is what pushed them to do this because it's less impactful to ban cards if it's only on digital.
2: And the other thing is that if they if they see the player base going down because of these problems they're like, well, we should do this now so that hopefully people will continue to play more. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
2: But I mean the other reason I think that they didn't want to ban to ferry was they still wanted to keep selling packs too, because it was still more of a chase card. And so if you can still use it in standard, it feels good to, you know, open in a pack and stuff.
0: Absolutely. But um like even even with the like the banning of Teferi, War of the Spark is such an iconic set and is gonna go down in history as such an iconic set that, you know, it's that like if, if you have boxes of War of the Spark or if you wanna buy boxes of War of the Spark, you know, now is the time. Yeah, I think
2: they'll only go up from here after it's done printing. So well,
0: there's obviously. a pl- there's a walker like in every pack. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: it's pretty good. Uh, so uh, let's move on to uh, Pioneer. What uh, what do you guys think about these, Eric? I know you're a a, de- a Pioneer deck. You had just got neutered.
2: Yeah, uh, and I've I've had this happen to me in the past before, where I'm playing not optimal decks that use a powerful piece, and then it gets wiped. And it's like, well, I, I don't like it. It sucks, but also like I can see why because it's like, well, it's really part of this really powerful deck. So, mm-hmm. but walking ballista being banned, my artifact combo deck is now gone.
0: <laughs> but even that's um, probably way worse. Even like walking ballista in Heliod, uh, Heliod, uh, Helioid, Heliod, Suncrowned, like it didn't have a, a crazy high win rate. Like I, I, I was really kind of surprised to see walking ballista get banned in this announcement
1: yeah i think i would have been happier with uh, heliod getting banned instead Mm because walking ballista is just a fun interactive card
0: yeah and you and it's so ubiquitous you know so it it really it it really is and
2: it's like how many decks are really playing heliod Mm -hmm. and they're like oh you know people may try and build around that card or something like that but it's not as iconic and like good of a card as what walking ballista was and yeah. just getting rid of that little combo there by getting rid of Heliod, I think would have been, yeah, I, I like that choice better.
0: Yeah. And like, the, you know, they talk about how they don't take the secondary market consideration, but yeah, they I obviously know. do. I mean, we just, <laughs> we just talked about double masters last week and uh, you know, it just seems like the, the way that they take, the secondary market into consideration it would have made more sense to ban heliod because walking ballista it just got reprinted and even with that reprint it's it's holding its value because it's so ubiquitous and you know if it was legal and pioneer it's just gonna go that much more up in value in the next you know two to three to five years who knows when it's going to get reprinted it's probably going to get reprinted like in six months but whatever <laughs>
2: And then, yeah, like, seeing Inverter of Truth being banned, I think, is good, because that deck was just not fun to play against.
0: Yeah, it sounds but. like it was really difficult to really interact with and, and disrupt the combo.
1: Well, yeah. it was, it was like, a, a control deck in <laughs> a combo deck's skin, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, the core of it was control, uh, so it, it was really good at protecting itself. Yeah. Um, but of course, inverter and Thassa's Oracle would would be the main method of winning the game. Uh, but it yeah. had it had really strong ways of pivoting out of that uh, game plan as well.
2: Yeah. So I think I think these bands are really just going to shake up what's going to happen with the metagame. And while there will still be combo decks, there's just going to be less of those ones that were around here. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and and like I, you know, I'm not playing standard, but. It, it seems or Pioneer, or Pioneer. but it, I would, <laughs> I would love to play some Pioneer. Um, me too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, it does seem like this is going to be a great time for MTG arena and Pioneer for the next few weeks until Zendikar rising gets released for, you know, just, just for a new little time capsule five week metagame. I just think, you know, that like that's really fun to do. And, And I think in the absence of a really, the the first time we've seen magic in almost like a pure digital, um, not format, but like digital space, you know, I don't think we would have seen this amount of bannings without this pandemic. So, you know, maybe pandemic has a little silver lining. (laughs) No, maybe. I'm, I'm not maybe. like, maybe <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but I'm also not kidding because like the pandemic, you know, has had some silver linings for me. Like, I don't know how I'm going to go back to wearing pants with, uh, with like a button and a fly. Cause I've been wearing yoga pants the last four months and you know, <laughs> it's not going good. <laughs> All right. So, All right. uh, shall we, uh, we don't need to talk about brawl. Uh, or historic until um, what is it they re- they're re-releasing Amonkhet on historic is that right
1: Well in in arena yeah the Amonkhet remastered which is yeah. kind of a modified set of uh, like a mishmash of uh Amonkhet and Hour of Devastation
0: and they're also doing some of the um, what are those cards called the lottery cards with- yes yes
1: yeah it looks like from
2: some of the leaks that were out there Hmm. Uh, that's a cool. possibility
1: Cool.
2: Like of God and Thoughtseize were named.
1: Cool. I mean, just a final thought on uh, Historic and Brawl. um, Mm -hmm. So long, Teferi. It was nice knowing you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You won't be missed. Yeah, I will not miss (laughs) Teferi. I think since day one, since I've been on the podcast, I've been complaining about Teferi in some light.
0: (laughs) Well, he's only suspended, Riley, so...
1: Well, you know what? <laughs> no, that's he's, just he's a, banned. That's just a, he's banned. That's just another word for banned. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, everybody. So now that we talked about the bannings, it's over. We're probably not going to have to talk about bannings again, because after this, Wizards has probably gotten it together, and we're going to have another, like, crazy long time until we see this many bannings. Yeah. Right, guys? They're not going to try to push the power level. Is that a car rising?
1: Yeah, they figured it out.
0: No, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. So so now we're going to uh, talk about our new favorites, which is why you're all here. Uh, We aren't going to be going through the cards in any particular order, so just sit back and enjoy. And Eric, because you have the biggest list, we're going to start with you. Let's start it off spicy. Okay. I'm typing spicy (laughs) into (laughs) Scryfall.
2: I got Runehorn Hellkite. Mm-mm. So, this guy is a uh, 6 CMC, 5 anything and 1 red for a 5 5 dragon. Uh, it's got flying. But the cool part about this guy is when he's in your graveyard, uh, you can pay 5 anything and red to exile the Hellkite from your graveyard. Each player discards their hand and draws 7 cards.
0: Nice. Wheel of Fortune right there.
2: Yeah. So, Spicy. I do like this one a lot because he's not on the battlefield or like you cast a spell. It's just that at some point, if your graveyard's still there, you can just get a wheel.
0: Yeah, nice. absolutely. And uh, that's, like, uh, what's that card? Soul of New Phyrexia has the, this kind of ability. I think all the souls do, but, you know, that that kind of that extra utility in the graveyard is is it's just a nice little thing to have. Nobody's looking at your graveyard. They don't know what you have in there, and you're just like, yeah, I'm just sitting here with six mana open. Don't worry about it.
2: Yeah, and then you're like, ah, everyone's wheeling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, my... The first card on my list is Jeweled Amulet. So we, uh, we Ooh, talked yes. about this card somewhat recently. Uh, it is zero mana for an artifact. You can pay one, tap it, put a charge counter on Jeweled Amulet, note the type of mana spent to pay this activation cost, <laughs> activate this ability only if there are no charge counters on Jeweled Amulet. Then you can tap to remove a charge counter from jeweled amulet add one mana of jeweled amulet's last noted type why haven't they fixed this on scryfall i feel like <laughs> an asshole reading to note the type of mana but anyways we i think we talked about this on our um the episode we did baron. on yeah baron uh, telerian yeah. archmage and um you know so like I, I probably I'm probably repeating myself here, but you know, I'm always trying to lower the curve in my commander decks, especially the ones that are a little bit more at least that I fancy to be more competitive. And, you know, that's exactly what this card does. So, you know, obviously if you want to use this mana to cast your commander, you want to be playing this on turn one or two, but, you know, like, I've slotted this into my Yison deck or my Talran deck, and it just gives me that little extra boost to play my commander, which is the integral part of my deck, even though we don't push that philosophy on this show, but you can build commander decks where the commander is the integral part of the deck. It's fine. But in those decks where the commander is, like, three or four CMC... This card is just a little extra boost that if you have it in that opening hand, it's it's fantastic. And it's a super cheap, uncommon from Ice Age.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, what isn't? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there are
0: some there are reserveless cards in, in Ice Age, but they're not even that expensive.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I love uh I love the amulet. It's it's a nice little boost and a, a nice way to stay mana efficient as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just remember yeah. you just remember you have to note the mana that you use. It's <laughs> <That's> important <laughs> on a little note. You have to use your life yeah. counter paper that you take to modern. Yeah, pull out the stickies. <laughs> That's why you double sleeve, because you never know when you have to post it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, first card on my list is Riel the Everwise. So for oh, one boy. blue and a red, you get a zero three human wizard. Uh, she's legendary, so she can be your commander. And she gets plus, plus one, plus o oh for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. And whenever you discard one or more cards for the first time each turn, draw that many cards. And we've already explained Riel. We have. Um, and I built Riel. And the few times that I've had an opportunity to play with Riel, she's been a lot of fun. She's oh, yeah. like a freaking house that comes she, out of nowhere. She, she <laughs> let me tell you
0: from experience, she is the real deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, funnily enough Going back to the, the post-its uh, When Riley first played with this deck He did not have a copy of Riel So he just had a post-it in a sleeve Or a post-it on a sleeve, I can't quite remember
1: Yeah, it was a post-it on a sleeve, yeah That just said riel ever was That's right, that's right, that's all it needs to say <laughs> But she was a lot of fun to to pilot Or she, she is a lot of fun to pilot I still have her mm-hmm. um, And and one of the biggest reasons is, like, Talarian wins, which is uh, an instant for one and a blue where you discard your hand and draw that many cards. Like, it's card disadvantage because you're using a card to to cast a spell mm-hmm. um, and getting nothing <laughs> out of it aside from a, a fresh hand of whatever you have left. But with Real, she gives you a big boost at that. And it, it's really fun to make... Those really janky cards that you would never see play, see play because they're perfect in that kind of build.
0: Yeah, and just like all those discard effects are just incredibly powerful because you get to draw every card that you discard, like equal to oh, every yeah. card. Like it's just she is really she is a powerhouse. And like I thought she wouldn't be that good because she didn't give a a, a, a stats boost to both power and toughness, but it really doesn't matter because. It's so easy to make her evasive that you just can't even deal with it. And it's like, oh, it's like 40 commander damage. I guess I'll die.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and the other
2: thing is that like people aren't really running around in commander playing lightning bolts. You know, if somebody has a kill spell, it doesn't really matter what the toughness is. It's just a kill spell. Usually you're right.
0: You're <laughs> right. We should be running more lightning bolts. If you have a red deck, put lightning bolt in it for
1: this. <laughs> Yeah, I just remember one game particularly where Trevor was going off in a, in a mono black deck. It might have been his crick deck. Crick? Um, crick. <laughs> crick. Um, it I he was going off in his in his crick deck and uh, um he like drew half of his library or something like that and it had like a an infinite hand size. So he was sitting there with a fistful of cards and the next turn I just you know, like wheeled a few times and and smacked him in the face for like twenty three commander damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got to stop him
0: from going off. That's the yeah. uh, the rule number one. <laughs> but also, yeah. don't let Riley go off. So it's 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 oftentimes it's it's a delicate balance. Like Eric and I, I are Eric and balance. I are always fine. Nobody's trying to get us. But Riley and Trevor, <laughs> they're just they're the wild cards. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Speaking of lightning bolts. Um the next card I got here is a it's actually printed in the most recent set which is M21. Mm. So coming up next we got fiery emancipation.
1: Ooh, spicy.
2: Yeah, so this is three of anything and three red for an enchantment. If a source you control would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals triple that damage to that permanent <laughs> or player instead. Hell yeah. My lightning bolt does 9 damage. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This just made lightning bolt a force and commander.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dome somebody for a quarter of their life. Yeah, <laughs> for one mana. <laughs> for one pretty... mana, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, this card. Uh, this card is gonna. Well, I mean, I think it already is a, a commander staple in uh, in many many decks.
2: Yeah, yeah. I have uh, recently picked one up to go into my fire song and sun speaker deck
1: mm. so,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think that should do some work so i'm excited to try that out yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and it's crazy that it's it's any source it's not like a red source or or a creature no. or anything like that it's any source it's, you it's control. any source yeah
2: <laughs> which is cool because then you know if you're in like a three color deck uh, you can still kind of run this if it makes sense. So mm-hmm. yeah, sure. that's it, just what makes the card so powerful. Yeah,
0: I think I think core set twenty twenty one might be the best core set ever uh, if we're not including like alpha and beta.
1: Yeah, it's a hot take.
0: I would I would say that. <laughs> nice. Oh <laughs> yes. Okay, so this got a lot of good powerful stuff. Oh, it's it's so good and so much value. Yeah, and at like. <laughs> I've been buying copies of Azusa Lost But Seeking for ten ninety nine. Can you believe that? What? <laughs> I don't even need them, and I'm buying them. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I bought a few, a few
0: <laughs> copies. So the next card on my list is Kenrith's Transformation. It's one and a green Ooh, for an aura, nice. enchant creature. Sweet. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchanted creature, loses all abilities, and is a green elk creature with base power and toughness 3-3. So this is kind of a throwback to, uh, what's his name? Oko, Thief of Crowns. Yeah, it's not really a throwback, it's a throw... Yeah, a parallel, I guess, because they're in the same set. Um, but I uh, I put this card into my Sigarda deck when the Throne of Eldraine was first released because this type of removal is just fantastic when we're dealing with commanders. Because, you know, removing a commander, like dealing damage uh, or exiling it, it just, it's not a long-term solution because the 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 player that controls that commander or owns that commander can just recast it with an additional um, commander tax. So I wouldn't say that this card is uh, as good at achieving that goal as um, you know, Song of the Dryads or Imprisoned in the Moon, but what I really love about it is that it replaces itself, and yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, mm. I think that just, like, it's two mana, it replaces itself, and I've slotted this into... Almost every green commander deck I have, it's I, I just think it's just a solid form of removal, creature removal, but specifically commander removal. If they don't have a sac outlet, you know, like it's it's not great. I guess they can block with it, but you can yeah. sort of um, politic your way into um, not having your opponents attack into that player, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's still like a tempo loss for them because if they have to go like a, a turn cycle... Without having access to their commander, uh, and they have to make some sort of silly block or attack with it, um, like it's 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 just going to be a bit of a, a headache for them to to get access to their commander again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but you better watch right. out because in seven swings they could kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, it's a
0: clock for sure. Um, but yeah, let this be a lesson to to all of you at home. Always have a sack outlet. Ashnod's altar, great card.
1: Oh yeah. Next up on my list is Tireless Tracker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for two and a green, you get a 3-2 human scout. And whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you investigate, which basically means you create a clue uh, for two mana. You can sac it and draw a card. Um, whenever you sacrifice a clue, put a plus one, plus one counter on Tireless Tracker. I think Tireless Tracker is just like, one of my all-time favorite cards. I remember the first time I saw it come out in Shadows over Innistrad. I was just in love with the card. It was just like there's so much incremental value just from playing a land, getting a clue and having the ability later in the game to draw a card, buff up your creature and have a good time. Yeah, like, it, it's just it just does everything.
0: Stuff. It's like a Chulane, it's like Chulane's younger, less experienced <laughs> brother right? Cause you know, it's like they both just do, everything's on the card. It's like, okay, you get the clue. Okay. you Use the clue. You get a buff. It's just a whole thing. Chulain's just like yeah. that, but better.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Chulain's <laughs> probably a stronger card, <laughs> but, uh, but Tireless Tracker is, is mm-hmm. definitely one of those cards that just like has a soft spot in my heart. Oh yeah.
2: The incremental value you get is, is just like just so good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I really like this card as well. Um, just playing it in Modern, too, just because it's solid.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you're playing against Jund, and somebody throws down a Childless Tracker, and you're like, I, I just, I can't hate the card. It's too good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Play Tracker, Fetch Land, Crack the Fetch, you get two clues. Yeah. And then I have to... Got enough mana to crack one, draw a card.
0: And then, yeah. like, then I have to, like, turn three uh Karn and exile the Tracker, but, like, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to be mad at Tireless Tracker though because he's just a well-rounded creature. <laughs> it's not oppressive yeah. by any means. No. But, you know, it, like it is just really solid. It's like... just a solid magic card. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Am I am I next?
1: As Eric. No me.
0: No me. No me. <laughs>
2: So, next card I'm going to talk about, uh, it's a new card in Jumpstart, so I know it's a little tough to get. <laughs> <laughs> but I did... <laughs> I just love this card so much for my Animar deck, and it's Branching Evolution. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> two of anything in green for an enchantment. If one or more plus and plus one counters will be put on a creature you control, twice that many one one counters are put on that creature instead. I love um, it. Yeah, obvious reasons for Animar. And being at three mana is so much nicer than having to try and run, like, you know, doubling season, which is at five mana, so.
0: Yeah, by the time you get to turn five, you want to be winning the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and you're
2: not really in Animar, you're not really making tokens, like, you could probably do a strategy like that, but, of course, Anamar just wants more counters on himself to make all your creatures cheaper. Mm-hmm. So this just, card just, like, completely makes sense. Um, I think it's better to run this over the doubling season. You could run both as well. Um, just to get that more solid.
1: I feel but, like it's uh, yeah, it's more in line with hardened scales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but right? just having an extra copy of that, even if it's three mana, like I am more than happy.
0: Definitely, definitely, yeah. and all like the you know the art is really incredibly on, really on point because you know you got oh, yeah. the double-tailed cat, the double-headed snake, the double-headed uh, well, it's some kind of bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the double the bunny rabbits with four ears yeah the double antlered um <laughs> well it's a it's a it's a hooved creature i don't know what it is but there it is there's
2: elk in magic you can say elk
0: it's an elk okay yeah i, I just couldn't think of like i couldn't you know i couldn't even think of moose or something you know and I'm, yeah,
2: just I, just give it to the elk yeah oh you're so canadian eh? i could yeah i know
0: i am so canadian and i couldn't think of the the moose there buddy <laughs> you, you go down to hortons and you see a moose <laughs> okay so my next card is eerie interlude
1: nice Ooh, Good i love callback. that card.
0: Yes. Uh. Yeah, and we just talked about this last week in uh, another of Riley's deck techs, which was... Uh, I'm getting flashes of deck techs here. Um. Yeah. Uh, it was... <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was Tulane Companion. That was a fun deck. That was a really fun deck, Riley. Yeah. And uh, Eerie Interlude is two and a white for an instant. Exile any number of target creatures you control. Return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So... Obviously, I know about Teferi's protection, and I know, you know, it does this but better, but um, uh, what I really like about Erie Interlude is because it happens at the next end step if you have a board full of creatures with etb effects and you're not you don't have to use this to save them you can just use this to get those creatures back into the battlefield to just get extra value or just to accompl- to accomplish a specific goal and i probably mentioned this on our last episode but if you're in a deck where you're stealing a lot of creatures like if you're in a you're playing a, a brago deck where you're you know doing a lot of gilded drake kind of things or things like that you can steal your opponent's creatures and and in the event of a board wipe you can use this to save your creatures and then just let your opponent's creatures die. And so mm-hmm. it's 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 just it's so much utility because it's it, what I love about it is it's any number of target creatures you control. So don't give them shroud. That's going to be a mistake, <laughs> all right? That and I'm I'm telling you from experience that has happened to me. It's not fun. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, great card. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want, well, yeah, I've definitely
2: been running that card for a while. Mm-hmm. I really do like it. Just the protection against rats is something that's always like a good utility, which is what that card gives you. Uh, and then ETB triggers are always fun, of course. So,
0: yeah, know. and like White has the best Wrath's, and it seems to also have the best ways to avoid Wrath's. But it, it's usually in the form of giving your creatures. At least in the last few years, it's been giving your creatures indestructible. But this lets you like double up on on ETB. So it's just a yeah, I just love this card.
1: Yeah, it pairs really well with Eternal Witness or Pneumonic Wall things like that. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. 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 And then
2: also like to the point of uh, the whole uh, indestructible to get around uh, Wraths. The the other thing that Eerie Interlude will do for you is if somebody has like a toxic deluge or something, if you give your creatures indestructible, they're still dead. But with Eerie Interlude, you just still save them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. show. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. So in those Gaddock Teague decks,
1: come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get your Eeries. Well, and it also pairs really well with my next card. Oh, wow. Yeah, my next card is Drifter. So for four to blue, you get a 2-2 two, two elemental. It's got flying, and when Drifter enters the battlefield, you draw two cards. But it also has evoke, which is uh, an ability where uh, you can cast the spell for its evoke cost, and if you do, you have to sacrifice it right away. Um so, so, for two and a blue, you can evoke it. Basically, a divination in that case. Um, but just the flexibility of Mold Drifter, uh, you can do a lot of fun shenanigans with it. So, for example, if you've got six mana, you evoke a Mold Drifter. You can then respond to it with an Eerie Interlude and blink the Mold Drifter until the end of turn. And then when it comes back, it's going to uh, see itself as just a normal permanent. It's yeah. not going to be evoked at that point, so it's going to stick around. But at the end of that exchange, you're going to end up four cards up. Because <laughs> you'll get two cards from the evoke trigger, or the casting it with evoke, and then two cards when it comes back down with Eerie and Talud.
0: Yeah, baby, you got a stew going.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Maul Drifter is really good. Um, definitely for the reasons that Riley has already explained. I love playing that card. So. I can't yeah. believe
0: it was ever printed at common. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Oh, it's that's so a, good.
1: <laughs> Staple and Papa. It's just a fun. Like it's just like I think that's a theme of of <laughs> a lot of my cards. It's just like just like good cards. They're not they're not crazy. They're not like fiery emancipation level where you know triple damage <laughs> lightning <laughs> bolt throw in your face kind of thing. It's like no, I've got a two-two flyer that just drew me two cards. Like, it's just a good card. Yeah, <laughs> and l- and card. like that's
0: why Riley, like that's why we brought you on. Part of the reason why we brought you on the show because you're not just like a madman and power hungry like Eric and I. You're just you just want to have fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, good old mole drifter, good old <clears throat> reliable.
0: He's a good boy. He's a good fish boy.
1: <laughs> you're a good fish boy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I guess since we're talking about powerful stuff, uh, my next card is Temporal Mastery.
0: Mm. So this
2: is five of anything and two blue, and you get to take one uh, turn after this one. You have to exile Temporal Mastery. So this isn't a card you can do shenanigans with. And it's seven mana. It's so expensive. Why do I like this card so much? Uh, It has a miracle (laughs) for one and a blue. (laughs) Um, I really actually like playing this card because it... I will always cast it for the miracle cost most of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because I draw it, I might as well just pay two mana. Even if it's turn three or four and all I'm doing is getting like an extra land drop or something, which is pretty much just a growth spiral, um, I'll still do
0: it. Totally, totally Uh, worth it. That's the way I like to play this card. Totally worth it. And, you know, what I love about Temporal Mastery is you can just mystical tutor it. And you know, oh, yeah. and 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 make sure you you can miracle it on your next turn. It's 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 like those two cards were made for each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's you, actually a really good point. You you can set it up in a way even where if you can put it back on top of your deck or set it up on top of your deck um, and have an instant speed way of drawing it on an opponent's turn. Just take a <laughs> turn after their turn. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, obviously in one v one that doesn't really matter, but <laughs> in, 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 in but commander, in our commander games in commander that's. Uh, you got some fun little shenanigans.
0: Oh yeah, like this and Noxious Rebirth, you could get some you can get some nasty stuff going. There you go. <laughs> which is like Wait. one of the only well, uh it, isn't, it, it does
1: I I guess you could mill it into your bin. Yeah. If you mill it or discard it, you could you could do some noxious rebirth shenanigans. Um but otherwise you got like brainstorm or Aminatu, just ways of putting it back onto the top of your library. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess if you, you'd have to get it out of exile, so you'd have to like, what is it, like pull from eternity or like rift sweeper it, but those put them both back back (laughs) into your deck, so you need another mystical tutor, it's a whole thing.
1: (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Rue Goldberg, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes,
0: that's what commander's all about sometimes. But, um, yeah, they don't make extra turn spells like they used to. Unless we're talking about (laughs) Nexus of Fate, but that was a mistake. I think we can all agree on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Even though it was a mistake, I did put it into my Narset deck. (laughs) Because it's free. It's free. Just do it. It is just a
2: powerful card.
0: It's just an extra beacon of tomorrows. Yeah. But my next card is Unravel the Aether. It's one and a green for an instant choose target artifact or enchantment its owner shuffles it into his or her library so this is i mean this is what this is from born of the gods but um i just discovered this card recently and i think it's a much better option than just strictly destroying an artifact or enchantment in a lot of cases you know i i i have said um, over the course of the show, that you know, Crows and Grip and Nature's Claim are fantastic cards in their own right. But I think that a lot of times it's going to be more difficult to pull a card, to pull an artifact or enchantment out of a library, than it will be to pull it out of a graveyard. Um, at mm-hmm. least, at least I, I think decks aren't going to be are going to be set up more often to to pull cards out of graveyards than to pull them out of libraries i mean if we're dealing with like an enchantress type build that's an exception to what i'm talking about but otherwise i I feel pretty strongly about this being a more permanent form of removal
1: yeah and and even what you said about enchantress like i i run a band's enchantress deck um and I'm actively looking to fill up my graveyard with enchantments. Yeah. To, uh, like bring them back out with. Yeah,
0: like replenish.
1: Yeah, like replenish effects. Mm-hmm. Um, so, DeGlamour would, would probably sour my mood a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah to, exactly. To have some tutors? Like, you're still spending resources to get that card back.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah. And DeGlamour is the other, it's just that it's the, it's the exact same card as um
1: yeah basically sorry mm. <laughs> i was looking at the glamour here because i was thinking like oh yeah there's another <laughs> version of unravel the Aether. yeah if you want if you want a
0: redundancy that's that's it right there yeah. uh
2: yeah this obviously for all the reasons you guys are saying uh i just want to talk about first of all this is one of my more favorite artists jung park shout out oh and nice. uh <laughs> i do love the art <laughs> I on I this
0: love- card like the bridge like falling yeah. apart in the middle yeah. it's i i love this art
2: Also, a little bit of LOTR vibes. You shone that pass.
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Shout out to those uh, Lord of the Rings uh, (laughs) fans (laughs) and listeners. We know you're out there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, my next card, uh, another goodie, um, chart a course. So for one and a blue, you get a sorcery. It says draw two cards. Uh, And it also has raid, which basically if you – oh, sorry – I'm getting ahead of myself. It doesn't have Raid, Riley. It doesn't have Raid. It it does, but Raid's (laughs) kind of a weird ability. Um, Draw two cards, then discard a card, unless you've attacked with a creature this turn. So Raid is one of those abilities that cares about attacking with creatures. Like, it gives you an additional effect. Um, But basically, yeah, Uh, two mana. Most of the time, it's going to be draw two, discard a card. But if you can attack with a creature, then you've got a two mana divination. And either of those cards, I am more than happy to play with. Just being able to see more and more of my deck, or get some card card selection, uh, or even card advantage if you if you've attacked with a creature, mm-hmm. is really powerful. And being able to do that at two mana is extremely powerful. Like
0: yeah, th-
1: three mana is often where you start to see these kind of like decent card draw effects. Uh, and of course is just a little bit below that curve, um, and one of my favorite card draw effects. Um, just for that reason.
0: Yeah, no, I I I love charter course in um like I'm putting together a uh mono blue canlander deck right now and charter course oh, is canlander. is uh is definitely <laughs> making the cut. It's it is because in like you said in so many cases it's going to be two mana, you know, you spend a card to to draw two cards. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I love this card.
1: Yeah. And- in, in even some strategies like reanimator for example like you don't want to be attacking because you want that discard effect so um depending on the strategy that you're in that discard can be a big advantage
0: mm-hmm. yeah discarding those big boys oh,
1: those yes. solid
2: blue draw card spell uh speaking of drawn cards the next one i got here is peer into the abyss another <laughs> m21 card <laughs> Um, I chose this one like the card effect is really good, but I also love the art. So this is four of anything in three three black for a sorcery. Target player draws cards equal to half the number of cards in their library and loses half their life, round up each time. If you're drawing that many cards, I'm pretty sure you can find something good to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're drawing, <laughs> win. if you're drawing half your deck, and um, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> i don't want to insult anybody <laughs> here but if you're drawing half of your deck if you built your deck properly you're probably in a position to win the game at that point um so a bit of a what if you have no max hand
1: size and it's turn
0: seven uh ooh. okay well, well I, I don't think
1: that's a, the the it's time not, to I, cast that's not ideal <laughs> certainly. Yeah, if, you're, if you're tapping out to cast this like you're going to have a bad time
0: <laughs> it's not great i mean if you have an omniscience on the field and then you cast this on turn 7 you're doing fine you're yeah, doing fine going to town um <laughs> a bit of a side note here but i'm looking at scryfall and they have uh you know how they have the formats that these cards are a legal and not legal in does anybody? Do you know what the penny format is penny dreadful it just says penny it just says like you know brawl historic pauper penny
1: commander it might be talking about penny dreadful uh, and, so and penny dreadful is an mtgo format where basically it's got a rotating list of cards that are legal uh based on how much they are within a certain period of time oh, okay um, so they have to be under two cents
0: okay two yeah. under two cents
1: yeah, on MTGO. Yep. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. MGGO. Right MTGO. Right. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I love the art on uh Peer into the Abyss. I feel like this sort of harkens back to the time when I started playing Magic, like yeah. the kind of art that like made me a little scared to look at the cards.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the longer you stare at this, the more creepy it gets mm-hmm. cuz so we just have like a character and then his head but then, like he's coming out of his own mouth with the open mouth part. But then also he's coming out of the eyes where the eyes should be, and it just like keeps repeating and repeating and repeating yeah. on every single spot. Yeah,
0: it's like that cow um, in the on the baby bell round of cheese that has the earrings that are also the round of cheese with the cow on them that has the earrings <laughs> with the cow on them. I remember as a little kid looking at that and being like, "Oh, this is." this is just never ending. This is, that was just, that was a hard reality for me.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, I've never looked that closely at a wheel of baby bell cheese before, but I'll give it a look next time at the grocery store. I don't, you know, I don't even know if
0: they still make them. I'm, this is like the mid nineties I'm talking about. Um, I
1: think
2: that's still there. Like the baby bells. Totally. Well, they
0: still make that brand of cheese, but I don't know if they still have like the cow with the earring art on them, but uh, anyway, it had <laughs> quite an effect on me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so the the next card on my list is Wall of Roots. Wall of Roots nice. is one and a green yeah. for a 0-5 plant wall with defender, and its ability is put a minus zero, minus one counter on Wall of Roots to add a green to your mana pool. Activate this ability only once each turn. So, um, this is definitely a solid wall to slot into any Arcades deck. It's certainly in my Arcades deck. But it's also a great mana dork in any green deck because you can use its ability to turn. The, the turn it comes into play, it's and it so it kind of has pseudo haste. And another thing that's really important to remember about this card is you can use its ability each turn, not just on each of your own turns. So I have this in um, my Yison deck, and you know, sometimes with untap effects, it just gives me that one extra mana to allow me to search. To, to tutor using Yisan's ability on each of my opponent's turns, even if that ends mm-hmm. up killing the wall of roots, but it's just a really, just a fantastic mana dork that I just don't see on the battlefield too often.
2: Yeah. Just solid. Yeah. Solid spell. yeah. This uh, is people definitely don't play it like ever really.
1: I, I played it. I um, used to have a, Oh man, I forget the, it was a creature based uh, Golgari deck. Um, but all of its ramp was creature based and mm-hmm. wall of fruits definitely saw, saw play there. Um, at the very least, like it's nice sacrifice fodder uh, or you know something you can use like Eldritch evolution on to get a four drop or so- something like that where you can just like yeah, have that extra body to use to your advantage in more ways than just one, right. Obviously ramping is the main goal, but yeah, also being able to block early uh, and prevent some damage or chump late. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Just yeah, does what you want it to do. Yep,
0: yeah. and you know you drop this in an Arcades deck, and it's a uh, you know attacking or blocking with Arcades on the battlefield. It's a five-five. There we yeah. go. Yeah, thick boy. <laughs> you know that's a, that's a very specific case, but uh, you know it's a it's a great <laughs> commander. If you've been if you've been hesitant to get into the Bant game, that's a great commander. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, yeah. It's it's just it's just a fun deck. You're drawing cards. You're you're just winning with commander damage it doesn't it doesn't get any more pure magic than that if you're like i don't want to play combo that's the deck for you
1: oh, yeah. all right <laughs> all right well the next card i have on my list is an oldie buddy goodie it's regrowth so for one to green it's a sorcery that says return target card from your graveyard to your hand Simple as that. Uh, basically, an Eternal Witness as a sorcery, uh, but also one mana less than Eternal Witness. So if you're if you're not doing any creature, graveyard, ETB, bounce shenanigans, uh, then regrowth is probably better in that case because a little bit more efficient mm-hmm. and uh, just get to reuse a card that you previously used.
0: Oh, love a good regrowth. It's just just And just I know fantastic. we've said this
2: on the show before, but Commander being like a singleton format... Regrowth lets us use something again, which is always great.
0: Oh yeah. Redundancy is uh, it's not rule number one, but uh, it might be rule number one.
1: And if you ever regrowth <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever regrowth the demonic tutor, it feels good.
0: <laughs> Ooh, you know what's also good is regrowthing an extra turn spell. Oh, oh yeah there you go time warp what if, and the flavor text is let's do it again oh man i just can't even
2: what if you demonic tutor for regrowth and regrowth and monitor tutor to then tutor something
1: you know what eric <laughs> <laughs> eric you're too good you're too good it's just, uh, <laughs> just bad advice <laughs> yeah don't do that (laughs) it's like hey look at how i can spin my wheels (laughs) (laughs) what do i have
2: here a blue card we got a blue enchantment i got a lot of new cards today which is interesting well it is new Uh,
0: favorites so you know it 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 makes sense
2: shark typhoon nice so this is five of anything in a blue for an enchantment Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create an XX blue shark creature token with flying, where X is that spell's scheme where mana cost. You can also cycle it. So you can pay X, 1 in blue, and when you cycle a shark typhoon, you create an XX blue shark creature token with flying. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, I love spell slinging decks, and so this is a great addition into the spell slinging decks, obviously. Um, this is also great because it's a non-creature spell. Mm-hmm. So even if you're playing some like sort of enchantment based thing or something like that, still throw this in the deck because enchantments and artifacts are non creature spells, and you still be getting sharks for all those other cards
1: that you will be casting.
0: Yeah, you got to be getting sharks. Yeah, and, yeah,
1: and even even just the flexibility of being able to cycle it and get like an instant speed blocker, like that's that's a pretty big game as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it can save you in some situations. Right, your opponent thinks they have the kill on you, and then you're like, nope. Bring this guy out, kill their best thing. You're still in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, or or your opponent swings at you with their you know commander that doesn't commander. doesn't have high stats. You just boom, take it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. ha gotcha.
0: Ooh, that feels good, man. Oh, I love it.
1: <laughs> of course, you know, cycling being an ability, you can't counter it with a counterspell. You'd have to stifle it because it's an ability. But yeah, um, yeah, good good card.
0: Yeah. My next card is uh, Wargate from Shards nice. of Alara, I believe. Alara Reborn, my mistake. So uh, Wargate is X and Bant, so green, white, blue for a sorcery. Search your library for a permanent card with converted mana cost X or less. Put it into play, then shuffle your library. So I think if that was printed today, I'd probably say put it onto the battlefield. But, yeah. Um, yeah. This card is, you know this card's I don't want to say underplayed, but it's uh it's it's really great. It's sort of like a Court of Calling Light because a lot of times when I've played it, I've put it into decks that are very creature heavy and that I've been tutoring for creatures a lot that, that are in bant colors, but um, it's uh it's the same mana cost it doesn't have convoke but it is less constrictive and the upside is obviously that it lets you tutor up any permanent and mm-hmm. so it, it can it can let you tutor up any combo piece that you might need which is what i really like about this particular card
1: mm-hmm. and in a pinch it can get you any land right exactly mana, get yeah. any land
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah absolutely I, I love this card. Uh, I remember actually finding it when I was pretty much first starting to play Commander. I had uh, a Rune deck, and I was like, "Yo, this Wargate card."
0: <laughs> yeah, and like I found it just from you know doing a uh, g- Gatherer search on you know search your library keywords, and I had never seen it before. And, and honestly, I don't. Besides, like I, I have in my uh, Sliver Overlord deck, and I don't think I've ever seen another player that i've been in a game with cast this yeah
2: yeah i'd say it's like an underlooked uh uh tutor for sure yeah because like on top of getting the card like i know it can be a lot of mana but in a way you're casting the card you want from your library
1: for three mana
0: mm-hmm. extra yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah it's, it, yeah it's like a three mana tutor plus whatever you plan to play that turn right hmm yeah yeah and
0: like it's it's also like some some things like this like x spells that'll have to be like equal to x but i like that it's x or less so if you don't you know if you're not super proficient with the deck it's like okay i'm just gonna sink all my mana into this because i don't know exactly what's in my deck and i'm just gonna search through my deck and maybe i'll find an answer you know i think we've all been in that position (laughs) with a brand new deck i'm not exactly sure so like cards like this are are just you know just that that little bit of extra leeway it just adds to the the playability
1: Yeah. yeah for sure cool stuff all right next card i have is chandra's ignition so for three red red you get a sorcery that says target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each other creature and each opponent Yeah, this
0: is like a. uh, This can definitely be like an I win the game card.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like I win or just like cripple your board or cripple your face. Like, it's just. (laughs) Chandra's Ignition is great. Obviously, it being a targeted spell, you can be blown out uh, by instant speed removal or bounce effects. But overall, like, I play this in my Riel the Everwise deck, I also play it in my Hilar the Fire Fletcher deck. And uh, both those decks look at getting your commander big. So generally speaking, you can can, can rely on on your commander being pretty big and and wiping the board and doing a decent amount of damage to your opponent.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I also run one of these in Animar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just
0: just get big and blow everybody up.
1: In a pinch. Like, if you have a death touch creature and you target it with this, it's going to wipe the board anyways right because it's Mm -hmm. the creature dealing the damage
0: or even if you have a um, like if you don't have a lot of creatures or no creatures on the battlefield and you have a um, what's that red enchantment from Urza's saga it's like um, repercussion yeah so, yeah, there's, like, also if you have uh, Repercussion from Urza's Destiny on the battlefield, it's one and two red for an enchantment. Whenever a creature is dealt damage, Repercussion deals that much damage to that creature's controller. So, like, if you had Chandra's Ignition to cast and you didn't have any other creatures or only a couple, you could cast this, You could ca- you could have this and then cast Chandra's Ignition. And if your opponents had... You know, it wouldn't even take that many creatures to kill them. Like (laughs) if get
1: get wrecked. (laughs) Yeah, if you had like a a creature that you
0: were targeting with uh the ignition that, you know, was in like double digits, it it really wouldn't take that much to to get the job done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, fun card.
0: Yeah, it's no, it's it's a fantastic card. And kind of an overlooked card, I think, too.
2: I think so. Next up, we got a black enchantment.
0: Nice. And this
2: one Costs two of anything in a black for necromancy. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think I'm going to read the uh, the newer text on this yeah, one. Yeah, please. <laughs> please, do, please don't read
0: the visions text.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you, you may cast necromancy as though it had flash. If you cast it any time a sorcery couldn't have been cast, the controller of the permanent it becomes sacrifices it at the beginning of the next cleanup step. It's still not the best. <laughs> uh, when when Necromancy enters the battlefield, if it's on the battlefield, it becomes an aura with Enchant Creature put onto the battlefield with Necromancy. Period. Put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control and attach Necromancy to it. When Necromancy leaves the battlefield, that creature's controller sacrifices it. A lot of weird stuff here. But oh, this yeah. card is really fun.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So it it's... Yeah. um Pretty much the first part there is kind of like like an unearth effect yeah if you really need that creature out just right now it will go away but you can get it out uh, at instant speed Mm -hmm. Uh, but then the other cool part about necromancy that's really great is if you're just casting it regularly and it's on the creature if you decide to blink necromancy you can physically decide to pull out any creature from your graveyard whenever you want to by blinking necromancy Mm. because you hit necromancy it goes away, you sacrifice the creature when it comes back into the battlefield, you choose a creature from your graveyard to attach necromancy to it.
0: Oh, that's dirty.
2: That's the cool part about necromancy.
0: Yeah, I love it. That's
1: great. Yeah. Very similar to Animate Dead. um, But of course, with Animate Dead, you don't have that instant speed flexibility. Mm -hmm. And it also, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, debuffs your creature by one power. Um, But yeah, just a great reanimation spell. My last card is Cauldron of Souls.
0: So Cauldron of Souls is five mana for an artifact. You can tap it to choose any number of target creatures. Each of those creatures' gains persist until end of turn, in, in case you don't know what persist is. When the creature dies, if it had no minus one, minus one counters on it, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a minus one, minus one counter on it. So if you had something like, um, what's that ability called? Where if a creature dies and it had no plus one, plus one counters on it, is it?
1: um, oh Undying?
0: Undying, thank you. Undying. Uh, So if you had a creature that had undying and it also had persist then that's just an infinite loop if you could if you were able to sacrifice it like that but um i think this is a just a fantastic effect for five mana and in any creature based deck and it can go in any deck um and you can also use it politically to save your opponent's creatures because it is any number of target creatures uh, mm-hmm. My favorite place for this card is in my Micchaeus deck because Micchaeus gives all non-human creatures undying. And after being reprinted in uh, Mystery Boosters, Cauldron of Souls reprinted in Mystery Boosters a couple of months ago, it's it's cheaper than ever, 77 cents for a Mystery Boosters oh, wow. option. Nice. Yeah, just just this ability to save your creatures at least once from a, a board wipe that isn't an, an exile effect, you know, is... Uh, is a fine investment, I think. Oh, yeah. Reuse
1: some of those ETBs. It, and well, stuff.
0: exactly. Yeah, that's just icing on the cake.
2: Yeah, I always love Wrath Protection and how you had mentioned. The one thing I love about this card is you can use it politically as well. Uh, if you want to make some deals, maybe save a creature or two of your opponents mm-hmm. to do something there. So I love it. Yeah, love love
1: making deals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Last card on my list. Is Ash Barons. So Ash Barons is a land you can tap to add one mana, um, generic or colorless mana in this case.
0: Don't say generic, um, Riley. That's wrong. Yeah,
1: not generic. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it also has basic land cycling for one, uh, which basically means that you can discard it to search up any basic land card and put it into your hand. Uh, I love Ash Barons as a nice budget include for fixing colors uh, just in the sense that you know early in the game if you're setting up if you need a specific color uh and you've got some time you can land cycle it away for basic land of your choice and fix your colors that way mm-hmm. uh or li- in some of the later turns when you're just looking to curve out and hit your land drops and get to you know five mana six mana whatever uh you can play it as is just as a colorless source mm-hmm. and uh not not take too much of a hit as far as tempo-wise for trying to fix your mana, like something like Terramorphic Expanse or Evolving Wilds would right. uh, yeah. put you in. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, if, if uh, Terramorphic Expanse or Evolving Wilds also tapped for a colorless mana, those would be very,
1: very different cards. Oh, yeah, those would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you had a Fetchland that could tap for colorless or itself to find a color yeah like that would be an incredible card
0: yeah well that's oh, yeah. why i'm not a designer at uh wizards of the coast
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just
0: i just i want i w- i want to give back to the players too much you know
1: <laughs> yeah they won't have me <laughs> he'd be the reason for our standard environment
0: <laughs> i would be yeah i would make it worse <laughs> i'd make it worse because i don't care about standard yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well we got one card left. And I chose to, I guess, end our uh ramblings of cards with Fierce Guardianship.
1: Nice. Mm. Like
2: yeah. It's it's just such a good card. <laughs> so it's two of anything in a blue for an instant. Uh if you control a commander, you may cast the spell without paying its mana cost. Uh counter target non-creature spell. Yeah, it's yep. It's uh
0: who knew? Yeah who, kn- yeah, who
2: knew that free spells would be good. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, once I saw this card printed, I was like, "What is this nonsense?" But uh, yeah, I obviously uh, I'm a big blue player, and so being able to get some free counter spells is uh, incredible. And yeah, this card is powerful
0: and really good. Yeah, card. it's definitely the best of the that cycle. I think uh, Flawless Maneuver would probably be a close second, but yeah and the rest of them are like they're fine
1: yeah it's definitely the most expensive of that cycle (laughs) yes well
2: for good reason too because like a lot of the time when you're like you know your commander is your pivotal part of your deck uh this is basically just like a free way to save what you're trying to do
1: oh yeah Mm -hmm.
0: so why not yeah Yeah. otherwise you have to put like pact of negation in your deck and it's like (laughs) what You know it's what cheaper. Why would you want to spend less money on that, <laughs> right? Jeez.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's if you're going to go off the next turn too. Because if you don't, then like you gotta spend five mana. You're right. You're right.
0: No, that you're absolutely right. That's you gotta go off. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, with that, we're going to bring this episode to a close. Uh, please do enlighten us uh um, on some of your pet cards your new favorite cards unless you'd rather keep them a secret which is totally fine we understand um fine. keep and, your secrets yep yeah, and you can do that by you can do that by email or you can dm us on uh, instagram or if you want to leave a youtube comment we check the comments we'd also like to thank you for listening of course and We'd like to thank our editor Ainsley for the behind the scenes work that she does every week. If you want to find us individually, what's this? Oh, it's the baby bell cow. Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Like she's got the ears and they have the earrings. Oh man, It's forever. I thought we had to just, yeah, it's right. forever. It yeah. It just keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to find us individually on social media, you can find me at Command Beacon on Instagram. You can find Riley on Instagram at uh, Riley underscore Dayton. And you can also find him on Twitter at uh, Riley. Where's where can people find you on Twitter?
1: At Riles Dayton.
0: Nice. Um, and before you hop to the next episode, please check out the links in the show notes. We have deck stats and social media and all that stuff you you know you know how it is you're not going to check it out but it's there
1: you can check out my new corgi
0: yeah and look (laughs) at riley's new corgi on instagram he's beautiful and you know who likes the corgi is the queen and she's never been wrong about anything never no she's great (laughs) <laughs> I'm not a royalist, but you know, I I don't mind the queen. She's I'm she's, sure she's fine. A nice person. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. I was growing up. I always thought it was progressive that we had a queen and not a not a king. Anyways, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Check out the cow. Yeah, check out the laughing cow.
1: <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Turn one soul ring. This is. The- part of the show where we sing about stuff
0: (laughs) because if we don't if we don't get it Ainsley is going to get mad
1: yeah I've experienced her fury
0: yeah so yeah you know (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Ainsley mad. <laughs> you know, it's not that bad, if I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> oh I, I don't really want to make Ainsley mad. Which is why we're so good together because you know, we're sort of opposites, right? Like I'm I'm pretty good, but if you cross <laughs> me, it's gonna be bad.
1: <laughs> experience the salt. Yeah.
0: Yes, very much so. Like when you uh didn't let me combo off in our (laughs) commander league last year. And I still remember it. And, and, um, and, and I was like, Oh, Riley, you're going to get more points if you just let me kill you now. But then you didn't let me kill you. And you ended up getting more points, which made me even more salty. (laughs)